0: If I asked you to sit at your computer and drag a box from one side of the screen to the other side for five minutes, would you do it? You'd probably say, what's in it for me? What will I get in return? After all, dragging a box for five minutes is probably one of the most boring tasks you could do at a computer. And that's why Dan Ariely chose it for his experiment on reciprocity. He wanted to see if people were more motivated by money or reciprocity. Reciprocity, of course, being the desire to reciprocate a favour. He asked hundreds of his students to drag boxes for five minutes in his experiment. But crucially, he created three different versions of the experiment. In the first version, participants were paid 50 cents for five minutes of dragging. In the second version, participants were paid $5, so from 50 cents to $5, again for five minutes of dragging. But in the third version, students weren't paid anything at all. Instead, they were told beforehand that they'd simply be doing a favour for the professor. Dan Ariely told his students, hey, you'd really be helping me out if you could do this for just five minutes. Now, all conventional economic wisdom suggests that paying should encourage the most engagement with the task. But Ariely found that this wasn't the case. Paying individuals 50 cents, well, that led to 109 drags on average. Paying them $5 led to an average of 159 drags, that's 50 more. But in that crucial third variant, asking for a favour, well that led to the most drags, 168. This is due to reciprocity. People feel inclined to return favours. Students had been taught by Ariely for many months at this point. He'd shared heaps of wisdom and insight, and students wanted to return the favour. In fact, they were more motivated by reciprocity than financial payment. And that is the power of reciprocity. To start, I'd suggest checking out episode 318, which features the CMO of Feastables. So, listen to D2C pod wherever you get your podcasts. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's like trying to remember the name of someone you've just met at a networking event. I've made this mistake before, introducing a colleague to my new friend Dan, only to find out his name was actually Ian. Being personal with your customers is important, but keeping on top of all that information can be very hard. That's where HubSpot's all-new service hub comes in. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform for the first time ever. It's got an AI-powered help desk and an AI-powered chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs. Plus, it never forgets a first name. All of that can help you scale support and drive retention and revenue. That means better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit hubspot.com service to do more for your customers today. Hello everyone, I'm Phil Agnew and you are listening to Nudge, the podcast that aims to figure out how our brains work. This is the third episode in a four-part series where I test out some of the nudges that I've talked about on this show. I'm running real-world experiments with nudges to figure out if they really work. So far we've covered social proof and the peak-end rule. If you haven't listened to those two episodes, please do head back and check them out. Throughout this episode I'll refer to ads I've run and marketing messages that I've tried. If you want to see all of those and the images and data behind them then you can sign up for the mailing list and you'll get all of the behind the scenes resources. The link to sign up is in the show notes, just enter your email and you'll get taken to a page with all of those resources. Now today we're experimenting with reciprocity. This is a nudge that really needs no introduction. We feel inclined to reciprocate when we receive a favour, a gift, or when someone has helped us out. Dan Ariely proved this in his classroom with his students. But does it work in the real world? Well, that's something Robert Cialdini attempted to figure out way back in 1984. He asked waiters to take part in an experiment at a restaurant near his university. In the experiment, waiters were told to give a small gift to half of their tables when sharing the bill, and no gift to the other half. The gift wasn't anything special, it was a mint. But the results were special. The reciprocity rule kicks in, and the tables that received the mint left 3% more in tips. Interestingly, if the gift is doubled and two mints are offered, tips don't double they quadruple with a 14% increase in tips. But when the waiter provides one mint, starts to walk away from the table, but pauses, turns back and says, for you nice people, here's an extra mint, well then tips go through the roof with a 23% increase in tipping compared to offering no mint at all. This is a small application of the reciprocity bias that has a real measurable impact in the real world. We dramatically alter our behaviour if we feel someone is doing us a favour. So how can businesses scale this nudge to help grow their sales? Well, one way is loyalty programmes. If customers feel they're getting a good deal for being loyal, they'll stick around and spend more. This isn't an opinion, this is backed up with evidence. In 2006, Nunes Drez ran a study called the Endowed Progress Effect. Not a catchy name for an experiment, but it didn't need to be because the results were memorable. In the study, two groups of consumers were given one of two loyalty cards. The first loyalty card had seven stamps the customers needed to collect before getting a free coffee. The second loyalty card had nine stamps to collect. However, in this version, as the barista handed over the loyalty card, they'd stamp the first two in for free. This meant the consumers only actually had seven stamps to collect as the first two stamps of the nine were already stamped in. So in a rational world, both sets of customers would act identically. After all, they both have seven stamps to collect. But that's not the case. Reciprocity kicks in those customers who received the loyalty card with two stamps already plugged in were 82% more likely to keep coming back and complete the loyalty card. Part of this is also due to the endowment effect. That's the idea that we're more likely to complete a project that's already begun. But the reciprocity principle plays a part too. Getting two stamps for free encourages us to return the favour and finish the card. And it could even increase loyalty after the card is completed as well. Now, there's compelling evidence behind this nudge, so I wanted to test it out. I wanted to see if offering something to my audience could encourage them to do something for me. See, late last year, my podcast was growing nicely. It was getting thousands of listeners per episode, but I hardly had any reviews on Apple Podcast. Globally, I had 22 reviews, but listeners would never see the global reviews. They would only see reviews in their region. So at the time, if you loaded up Nudge in America on Apple, you'd only see four reviews from the States. That's not great. But even worse, the top review was a one-star review. It was someone complaining about my English accent, saying that I was pronouncing things weirdly. Ultimately, it wasn't a great look for me or the show, and I was sure it was putting off potential listeners. I really needed more reviews. So I decided to test out the reciprocity principle To do so, I created the Science of Marketing course, a four-part course with 53 lessons and five hours of video content to walk people through the science behind marketing. It contains sections on acquiring customers, converting them and retaining them as well. See, typically a podcaster would charge for access to a course like this. It's a really easy way to monetize a show But I didn't want the money, I wanted the reviews and this gave me a great chance to experiment with the reciprocity rule. Rather than charge for the course, I made it free with one condition. To get access, you either had to leave a review of the show on Apple Podcast or post the podcast on your social network for those who don't listen on Apple. I think this is a pretty good deal. Spend one minute leaving a review and you get five hours of content. The review doesn't even have to be positive. So I was hoping I would double my number of reviews. I was hoping I'd go from around 22 to 40 reviews. And I was also hoping that I'd definitely get some more reviews in the USA so that one-star review would stop showing up. I think it's safe to say this experiment hit the targets. In eight months since launching the course... I now have 151 reviews, with an average star rating of 4.9 out of 5 stars. For context, there are far more successful shows that have had a much smaller number of reviews. The digital marketing podcast, a show that's been running since 2011, and has 5 times as many episodes, only has 300 reviews. And that's a show that regularly appears on the top of the UK marketing rankings. So, today in the US, if you load up Nudge on Apple, you'll see 28 reviews with an average rating of 4.8 out of 5 stars. That one star review is still there, but it's drowned out by the positive reviews. Now, I'm certain Nudge wouldn't have anywhere near this number of positive reviews without this application of the reciprocity principle. That's the power of giving something away for free. And to be honest, I wasn't even that surprised. See, Dennis Reagan proved this nudge way back in 1979 with a classic reciprocity study that I've spoken about before on the show. He found that participants gave three times higher charitable donations after receiving a free can of Coca-Cola from the researcher. Amazon Prime learned this nudge the hard way. When they started to roll out Amazon Prime, every region they launched in saw a huge rise in revenue apart from France. Why? Because France was the only region in the world where delivery wasn't completely free with Amazon Prime. Instead, it cost one cent. Now That shouldn't make much of a difference. After all, what's one cent per delivery? It's, it's nothing, essentially. But it did make a difference. Only after Amazon removed the one cent fee and offered free delivery did Prime membership actually start to take off in the region. Clearly, giving something away is a great way of capturing attention and sales. So I came up with another experiment. Rather than increase the number of reviews for the show, I wanted to draw in more listeners. See, the show had just hit 100,000 downloads. So I decided to put together a list of the 15 top tips that I'd learnt since starting the show. I created an image for each of the tips and it included tips on stuff like the mirror exposure effect and how the Von Restoroff effect worked. You can access that list by signing up for the mailing list, by the way. But to test if reciprocity worked, I decided to use two different LinkedIn advertisements. Now, both ads had exactly the same copy. The only difference was in the images. The reciprocity version gave away the first four tips in a carousel. Viewers could click through the four images look at the tips, and then decide to download the full list by signing up to the mailing list. The control only showed the first tip, then asked viewers to sign up. So the only difference was in the amount I gave away for free, i.e. the level of reciprocity. I spent £50 on each of the ads, and I think had some conclusive results at the end. The control, with no tips, had a click-through rate of 1.94% while the reciprocity version had a click-through rate of 2.38%. That's an uplift of 23%, just with a little bit of reciprocity. What's more, people who saw the reciprocity version were 29% more likely to actually sign up to the mailing list with their email, compared to the control as well. Now, these numbers aren't massive, and in all, the ad only increased my mailing list by around 30 emails. But it was clear that those numbers would scale, If I had the budget to invest, I could have got more and more returns. Using reciprocity is a surefire way to increase the effectiveness of marketing. I've seen how reciprocity works one-on-one in studies in restaurants and art galleries. I've proven that I can use it to encourage actions like leaving reviews. And I've seen how it can increase the effectiveness of small marketing campaigns like my experiment with the LinkedIn ads. But what about a large marketing or advertising campaign? Well, for that, let's take this cracking example from Dave Trott's book, The Power of Ignorance. In the book, he shared that California had a problem with organ donations. See, 95% of Californians think that organ donation is a good idea. But only 45% actually signed up to be an organ donor. That meant that 114,000 people were waiting for organs in the state. And hundreds of people died due to lack of donations each month. So the question is, how do you get more people to become a donor? Well, California has more drivers than any other state. So Donate Life, the prominent organ donation charity, got in touch with the Department of Motor Vehicles. They wanted to test a bit of reciprocity to encourage people to become a donor. So when someone signed up to be an organ donor, they'd get a pink dot on their driver's license, donate life, then introduced something called the second chance scheme. Now, this scheme was an idea that when the driver was about to get a traffic ticket for a minor violation, if the police officer issuing the ticket saw that pink dot on their driving license, indicating that they were a donor, they would give them a second chance. They would give them no ticket, a chance to go away, and for this time, get off scot-free. They made a film explaining how the idea worked in action. The film showed officers stopping drivers for speeding or going through stop signs and other minor violations like that. The officer would see their license, they'd spot the pink dot, they'd start to write down a ticket, but when they handed over the ticket to the driver, it was different. It read, Instead of a fine today, you're going to get a second chance. Why? Because you're willing to give your fellow citizens a second chance at life by registering as an organ donor. Because only half of Americans are registered donors and you're changing that statistic. Because the police department wants to thank you for doing something for others. And because we want to remind you how easy it is to be a hero. The officer thanks them, then says how much everyone appreciates their donation. I've included a link to this video in the resources for this show, so sign up for the mailing list and you can give that a watch. Donate Life persuaded three police departments in California plus Calgary in Canada to get involved. The message was simple Do us a favour, sign up for organ donation, and we'll do you a favour, giving you a second chance on a minor driving offence. It's classic reciprocity for a statewide marketing campaign. But did it work? Well, 110,000 drivers signed up as donors in the one month following the campaign. That's 30,000 more than the same month in the previous year and those extra donors they have the potential to save 246,000 lives that's all for today folks i do hope you enjoyed today's show and i hope you're enjoying this mini series again i'd love your feedback on on what you think of this type of show And if you want me to do more of them, or whether you prefer the normal interview style. Don't worry though, those normal, typical nudge episodes, they're not going anywhere, and we've got some cracking ones lined up once this mini-series is over. But let me know what you think. You can reach out to me on Twitter at P underscore Agnew, that's A-G-N-E-W, or on LinkedIn, I'm Phil with two L's, Agnew on there. The final experiment I'll be running is one on the pratfall effect. Now this is probably my favorite nudge to experiment with. It's the idea that we love imperfection, and that we lean towards people and offerings that aren't perfect. On the show, I talk about why I spent over $100 on a Reddit ad telling people not to listen to Nudge. That's a really interesting finding. And I share what happened when I emailed 350 people an image of a dog rather than a link to my latest Nudge episode. It's well worth a listen, so make sure you subscribe so you get notified as soon as that show goes live. And do sign up for the Nudge mailing list if you want to get all the behind the scenes data. All right, that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers.